0: This is episode 709 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life, so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, SHTF vs. Prices Going Up Everywhere, What Should I Do? Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the prepperwebsitepodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the exclusive Prepper Website email group, which allows you to communicate with other Preppers right from your email. You don't have to worry about your every link, click, or word being tracked by social media. And this email group resides on the same servers as Prepper Website. Other benefits include members-only videos, periodic webinars, and online meetups. This is a great value for $20 a year. To join the community, visit PrepperWebsite.net or click the link in the show notes. Hey guys, I also want to remind you to come check me out over at Buy Coffee. I share social media posts uh, over there that I don't share on other social media platforms. And also, that's the place where you can sign up for the the top 10 on Prepper website. So those every week you would get the top 10 articles that have uh, been on Prepper website uh, ranked by clicks. And you get that in your email in a nice looking newsletter. So if that's something you're interested in, you can kind of go over there and check that out as well. Hey, I want to give a shout out to my listeners in Luxembourg. Now, uh, this podcast is consistently ranking over there. I greatly appreciate your listenership. Luxembourg looks like a beautiful country I'd love to visit it sometime. so guys thanks so much for uh, being uh, listeners over there all the way over there in Luxembourg thanks so much and if you are listening uh, for this this episode I want to encourage you to check out the feed a little bit later on this week I'm looking to have another surprise episode and uh, a little twist uh, out there I guess and so uh, hopefully you're paying attention and you can check that out so let's go ahead and jump into the article for this episode. It's actually an article that I have written for my website preparedchristians.com. And to be honest, I was going to jot jot down just a few ideas as I was thinking about and reflecting on where we are in the economy and uh, what I'm seeing with prices and different things like that. But then as I started, uh, you know, typing out this short little article, it grew a little bit longer than I, I was expecting. So um, it's not like a super long article, but again, it's it's longer than I was uh, shooting for. I guess I just started kind of just going with it. But uh, again, this article is called SHTF versus prices going up everywhere. What should I do? So a lot of people in preparedness think about one specific SHTF scenario that they prepare for. Instead, we should be prepared for many types of emergencies, including personal, like a job loss or sickness local or regional like hurricanes, blizzards, fires, and floods, and of course the bigger ones like uh, the grid going down, nuclear war, economic meltdown, and more. But what if we never experience the big ones? What if we continue on this track of things getting more expensive and our budgets tightening and items that we are used to being on the shelves show up sporadic or maybe never at all again? So are we prepared for that? Now, before I jump into my article, I want to, I was looking at an article from Bloomberg and I really don't want to spend a lot of time on this one. I just want to read a few uh, paragraphs here and then we'll jump into my article. So this article is from Bloomberg.com. It's entitled, Add Worker Shortage to a Long List of Food Problems. It was released on September 3rd by Agnesica D'Souza. So I, I probably butchered that first name. Sorry about that but uh, here we go. So milkshakes are missing from UK's McDonald's branches. And uh, I'll just add uh, here in the United States as well, ice cream machines. If you can imagine the federal government is talking about looking into why uh, McDonald's ice cream machines are always broken down. Like if there's not any other thing that we should be focusing on, but whatever. So (laughs) milkshakes are missing from UK's McDonald's branches. Tomatoes are rotting on Italian farms and soldiers mingle with farmers on Vietnam's rice paddies, all because of shortage of staff. A dearth of farm and slaughterhouse workers, truckers, chefs, or waiters is hitting global food supply chains hard, causing processing slowdowns, delivery delays, and empty supermarket shelves. That's adding to a long list of problems for the food supply chains this year, from extreme weather-pounding crops to soaring freight costs and shipping bottlenecks all of that is threatening to compound inflation. After easing in the previous two months, global food prices resumed their climb back to near the highest in a decade, a United Nations gauge showed this week. All right, so I'm going to end it there. But again, that's over at Bloomberg.com and it's called add worker shortage to a long list of food problems. But just to, to let you see that it's the mainstream media is also talking about this. This isn't something that you're seeing in alternative news or in, you know, just in preparedness, but mainstream media is talking about some of these things and how they're going to impact us here in the near future. So with that, let me go ahead and jump into my article, SHTF versus prices going up everywhere. What should I do over at preparedchristians.com? Close down Chinese ports, congestion at ports around the world. Labor shortages, the Fed pumping money like nobody's business, and news about all kinds of shortages will all contribute to prices going up for goods and services. If we don't have a Teotihuacan moment like many prepare for, can your finances handle the slow creep of prices going up? I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but you used to be able to go and spend $100 at the grocery store and come home with a nice pile of groceries. That is not the case anymore. What you see is prices are going up or packages are getting smaller. It's one or the other, and this will continue to happen. So how long will it be before you need to start cutting corners and truly watching what you spend? Some of you are reading this and saying, Todd, I'm already doing that. I know this because I hear about it all the time from listeners and readers, but others are okay right now and can eat the increase in prices. But for how long? The point of this is to start thinking ahead now. What do you need to start doing to be able to provide for your family and those in your care? So here are some ideas. Start looking for recipes that you can make from scratch. Now, uh, guys, I'm just going to break in here. I've talked about. I think I talked about this last week. I know that I shared um, some recipes. I'm starting to share recipes that I see on, um, on the Saturday prep. So that's my uh, email newsletter, just the regular email newsletter that you can sign up for that anybody uh, can sign up for. And I think that's going to be a deal, right? Signing up or, uh, knowing some recipes that you can easily make some foods, good food at home. So I think that's going to be important. So, uh, moving on with this food is important. Many people eat out or buy ready-made meals. But if this gets too expensive, you can make meals from scratch. Yes, it takes longer and requires more preparation, even when you are tired and don't feel like it. But if it means eating, you want to do this. This recently came up in the Prepper website exclusive email group. One member mentioned how they didn't grow up with a mom who cooked and didn't really know how to cook from scratch. The advice was to search for three to five inexpensive meals and get really good at them then from there, you can always add to your repertoire of dishes. The internet is full of easy and affordable recipes to make. I shared this three ingredient quick bread recipe in the Saturday prep two weeks ago. And so there is a, uh, a video here that's embedded on making this quick uh, bread recipe. And really, I think it's like a 17 minute video and they just, I mean, from start to finish. Uh, the woman just ru- runs you through how to make it. And uh, it was uh, pretty interesting. I mean, there's some time there where the bread is cooking. So she's like reading some mail. So you can always kind of forward past that. But I thought it was really interesting. Uh, the bread looks really good. And it's it's not something like, that crumbles, right? You can actually make a sandwich out of it. So moving on here, the next thing that you can do is find free or inexpensive recreation activities. Now, this is a no-brainer. But the fact is, some people might sit around moping around because they can't spend the money they used to on fill in the blank. Instead, replace those activities with free or inexpensive activities. Are you and your friends used to spending a night out on the town, going for drinks, out to eat, to the movies, etc.? Instead, have them over, make a home-cooked meal, and see the above paragraph, of course, and play a card game. My family loves to play Phase 10. And I will admit, I hate it when people are on their phones and try to play at the same time. I don't want to remind someone that it's their turn. So maybe you have a phone-less evening. What a concept. You can also enjoy nature. Read a book. Visit the library. Have a movie party by connecting your laptop to your TV and watching something on YouTube because you know you canceled all your streaming services to save money. Another thing you can do is to stay healthy. There is a guy I work with that lost around 80 pounds during the COVID lockdowns. He used that time at home to work out and start eating healthy. It's been about seven months since I first saw the new version and he has kept it off. The fact is is that staying healthy keeps you from going to the doctor, getting on medicine, or dealing with other factors which all cost money. A period of economic decline along with the onslaught of all the other news can be very stressful. You need to be healthy physically, mentally, and spiritually. Another thing to do is to stay vigilant. Now, this part isn't about saving or your finances necessarily. This part is about your safety. As prices go up, there are going to be others who start to get desperate because they can't have the things that they're used to. More than likely, crime will go up. On top of everything else, you should maintain good situational awareness of what is going on around you. Not only when you go to the store, but what does your neighborhood or community look like? Now, I wrote about this in Failed Situational Awareness, Missing the Slow Slide of Your Community. And so there's uh, links to this article if you want to go check that one out. So start now. If you are not struggling financially right now, you are blessed. But you should really think about what would happen to your finances if or when Prices keep going up and you start feeling the pinch in your pocketbook. What are you going to do? What will you change? How will you adjust? What will your family say to those adjustments? Something to be thinking about and talking about right now. So for more money saving ideas, check out 60 ways to save money now without too much effort for saving, investing, or buying more preps. I would love to hear some of your thoughts on the comment. So with asking that question here on this article, you know, hey, what are your thoughts uh, in the comments section? One of my readers over at preparedchristians.com, Michael, left me some really long comments. And so he left one long comment that I thought is beneficial that I want to read. And then I asked him about some more uh, so you'll you'll see that because I asked him another question, and he uh, obliged by providing a lot more information. So uh, let me go ahead and read Michael's comments here. He says, as Ecclesiastes 4 says, verse 11, again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? And though one may be overpowered, two can resist. Moreover, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. First, get away from the solo family lone wolf attitude. As my grandparents' diaries told me in Weimar, Germany's, families working together do better both in securing supplies, quick shopping each person with a list, security for each other in the parking lot, and keeping an eye on each other's homes. Thieves quickly figure out when you're away from home and steal everything or destroy things for whatever jollies they get from that. Also having an allied family means you both have someone that will respond if trouble comes to visit. Even tweakers hate it when neighbors show up blowing whistles like they are alarming the whole neighborhood. Whistles are better than yelling and far easier to explain to police than gunfire. Just saying. So a methamphetamine user. Tweakers are known for their extreme paranoia, flagrant dishonesty, and lack of non-tweaker friends. A tweaker will steal your stuff and then help you look for it. Buying in bulk helps both families. Rationing is better handled if both families combine their ration cards to secure food, tires, gasolines, etc. Sharing automobile use and so on. Learn to eat ethnic foods. A hand grinder makes clean horse grade, that's non-deer corn, nasty. I guess that the deer corn is nasty. Dry whole corn into cornmeal. Processing whole corn with hardwood ashes. Please not pine. It's a nasty taste and water making lye remove the shell and decrystallization occurs makes making more nutrition available as you make masa for tortillas or pozole soup and dry beans are great meat substitutes as well as meat extenders white beans are great with chicken and pork black beans to extend hamburger pinto's and kidney's have their own earthly flavor good for chilies and such learn how to make a pot of beans folks Far cheaper than canned beans. Sweet beans is a common Japanese breakfast food. It seems only in America and Europe are there brex- breakfast foods. Most of the rest of the world eats last night's leftovers and such nixtamalization I, I think I'm saying that right, is a process for the preparation of maize. So I guess what he's doing is uh, in some of these paragraphs, he's given us a little bit of information here, kind of uh, helping us to understand what these words are. So with the previous tweaker and then nixtamalization is a process for the preparation of maize or corn or other grain in which the corn is soaked and cooked in an alkaline solution, usually lime water. But sometimes uh, aqueous potassium carbonate or lye washed and then hold this process removes up to 97 or 100 97 to 100 percent of the af- aflatoxins from my contaminated corn pozole is a traditional soup or stew from mexican cuisine it is made from hominy with meat and can be seasoned and garnished with shredded lettuce or cabbage chili peppers onions garlic radishes avocado salsa or limes so tractor supply producers pride whole corn If 50 pounds has went up from last fall from $8.50 $8. 50 to $11.79 today, almost a 40% jump. I've eaten horse corn on missionary trips. Each pound of corn yields about 1,566 calories. So a bag of producers pride is 75,000 calories. So, he's just talking about ways to save money there and be able to continue to feed yourself uh, using that. So, no wonder American Indians in all of South America do this process with their dry corn. Also, including the article on emergency gardening earlier, you can plant dry corn and dry beans for more production. Try that with a frozen pizza. So, Mike did contribute, or Michael did contribute, an article about. Uh, you know, growing, uh, growing a garden using dry corn and dry beans and, and other seeds that you can find even at the grocery store. So if you have wheat and cooking oil, you can make famille. I've eaten it on missionary trips, not bad, and can be tasty. Famille, and I think I, I'm hopefully saying that route, right, can be eaten as a thin paste or thickened and made into dumplings or bread. The taste is sometimes described as foody, and some consider it delicious. The cooked product can be added to soups and casseroles or made into cookies. The gruel you see them ladling into starving kids' bowls is generally famille. It is healthy, and the talented cook can make it uh, make a hearty chili beanie bread out of it that is quite tasty, especially with some bacon grease as a butter. I've eaten famille cookies with extra sugar and other mix-ins like coconut or such. So the nutritional components. The general measures of meal are 50% by volume cornmeal or wheatmeal, 30% by volume of bean meal of any kind including soy. Lentils are sometimes used due to ease of grinding and fast cooking. 10% by volume of cooking oil, any cooking oil works. 10% of volume of sugar, honey, syrup or a similar sweetener, salt for taste and then multivitamin powder or multivitamins ground to a meal. I'll stop here, but ethnic cooking is often for poor people, and soon we are all going to feel much poorer. So I get that, and he's given us a lot of things to to think about. A lot of the times here in the United States, we don't think about some of these, or uh, we don't have experience with some of these things, like uh, famil. I'm again, I hope I'm saying that correctly. But if that's something that you might say, okay if I can go get a lot of corn or if I can, you know, get some of this, uh, these, these raw products, right. Uh, so that I can cook from scratch and I can stock up on a lot of these things. I could be able to feed my family or, uh, possibly if I needed to feed a whole lot of extra people out there. So you might be in a situation where, although we talk about it a lot in the preparedness community is like, you know, Hey, we're preparing for our families and for our own and, and we don't, you know, broadcast it out there but it could be that you, you realize, you know, I've talked about this before in the past, and I've even shared articles where people realize they're going to be uh, providing for more people than just their small little family. And so they realize that. So because of that, they're preparing. So this is one of those ideas. So in my comment to Michael, I said, Hey, good info, Michael. This, uh, this could be a post all in itself. Have you considered writing an article about some of this in the context of your missionary trips? It would give context to the meal food prep, I think. So Michael didn't respond with a, uh, you know, with an article like, Hey, go ahead and use this article. He just responded to, uh, to comment. And so he says, Todd, the main takeaway of missionary work for preppers is expect things to change. You're not going to have unlimited entertainment with 100 plus channels of cable. You need to adapt and overcome with other entertainment. Yes, entertainment is important even in an SHTF situation. All work and no play makes Michael a nasty old man. Trust me on this. Music, singing, cards, board games, kid games as they need some level of comfort in normalish games. All important. Your need for going out to dinner with expected prompt service and wide selection of food is going to change. It will become what's for dinner instead of what do we want for dinner. Deal with it with gratefulness. If Paul the Apostle can give thanks for poverty and being in a Roman jail, maybe we can do so also. Having a safe way to carry over dinners leftovers for breakfast is a good thing. Food poisoning is a mostly preventable problem. Cooking without the microwave and electric gas stove is a learned skill. Best learned now. While you can replace errors in food prep with a quick pizza and a laugh, your propane grill will run out of propane faster than you think. Build and learn how to use rocket stoves for best quick cooking, boiling water, and so on. Learn how to use straw box slow cookers for long cooking meals. And so he talks about a hay box. A hay box is a straw box or fireless cooker, insulation cooker, a wonder oven, self cooking apparatus. Norwegian cooker or retained heat cooker is a cooker that utilizes the heat of the food being cooked to complete the cooking process. Food items to be cooked are heated to a boiling point, point and then insulated. Over a period of time, the food items cook by the heat captured in the insulated container. Generally, it takes three times the normal cooking time to cook food in a hay box. So I know that I've talked about this before with a Wonder Oven, uh, something that you can make. And basically, uh, or a Wonder Box, it's a cardboard box with uh, insulated, and so you you make this... um, big insulation kind of like it's almost like a beanbag i want to say if you can if you can think of it that way that you would put inside of a box and you put your pot in the middle of it then cover it up and then let let it cook let let it finish cooking so the heat will just stay there uh, inside of it's just kind of insulated some people do this with igloos as well. Maybe you've seen people do this where they will put uh, a lot of hot water inside of an igloo and then they'll throw like corn or potatoes and, and things in there. So that way it cooks over time. And, and that's the one way that they cook. It's the same kind of idea. I know that I've talked about this on the podcast. It's been a long, long time. Um, I'm going to try to find it. And if I find it, I'll link the episode because I think that, that episode that I talked about it, that article that I talked about it, had plans to build one, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So I'll try to link to that one in the show notes. All right. So continuing on here with uh, Michael's comment. Learn to eat lower on the food chain. Shipped in lamb chops from Australia are likely not to be on the menu. Bananas, unless you you're in Florida, is likely to be missing. Eating ethnically for real as what we call Chinese food is rich Americans Chinese food means less meat, more beans, wheat, rice, and corn prepared in creative ways to stave off appetite fatigue. Nutrition is important. Protein, calories, fats, vitamins, especially C and B are often scarce in survival foods bought for prepping. Some survival foods, cough, wise, cough, hide the lack of everything in how many portions you have. Not nice to find out you need 18 portions of one person's meal. Rickets and scurvy are nasty diseases easily prevented. A little meat or fish as a side dish or chopped up and extended with beans in various forms like tofu, bean curd, bean puree, and so on, will be important for vitamins as well as proteins. A vitamin is an organic molecule or a set of molecules closely related chemically, like vitamins, that is an essential micronutrient which an organism needs in small quantities for the proper functioning of its metabolism. Essential nutrients cannot be synthesized in the organism, either at all or not in sufficient quantities, and therefore must be obtained through the diet. Rest and Security In my experience in missionary work, the protection from our Lord is best improved with stout doors, window bars, and locks. Our quarters were well protected from those eager enough to attempt to rob rich Americans. Many loved our help and were friendly, but it only takes a couple with machetes to ruin your missionary trip. You need both rest and security." And guys, if you have not listened to last week's article on rest and and that, you need to go back and rest and sleep. Go back and listen to that one. So lacking AC and heating is an issue. Plan now how to resolve that given security need. Sleeping in a hammock is a skill that is nice when any tiny breeze is a blessing. That nice soft mattress can be an oven on broil without AC. Before AC, folks used to sleep in the basements or on a porch bad sleep or no sleep is a long term problem make work around while you have options just breaking into this comment again i was reading an article about how the power is off in new orleans and how they they're going it's, it's been a week now right uh, i guess today starting today it's been about a week and you have people that are starting to feel the effects of the heat, where you have ninety degree temperatures, and with the heat index, you're going up past a hundred uh, degrees there. And so you have older people who are really starting to suffer. And you know, if you have gas, so let's just say you have fuel and a generator, and you have enough for a week, I mean, you've you've used all that up if you are sitting there in in New Orleans, right? So having some kind of idea here of how to stay cool, I think is going to be important for those that live in climates where it gets really, really hot. So I completely understand what he's talking about here. So he moves on to water. So water, you can die from bad water or no water in a few days. How many ways to secure it and methods to purify it. Learn to look around your wild water source for problems like a dead animal in there. Double purification issues there. Chemical contamination like an oil slick from a vehicle upstream is a real problem as no easy way to remove it and severe gut issues, sickness, and death can occur. Removing the source and a lot of times as in weeks for a creek before such can be carefully tested by purification and tiny testing of that purified water. Listen, I want to, uh, this is something that I think about a lot. Now I pass, there's a little pond in my neighborhood that I would have to be very, very desperate to go get water out of that and to purify it enough to be able to drink. And one of the reasons is it's one of those little ponds that is uh, a catch all So like when the, the rain is, is too much and um, it's starting to build up, it's one of those uh, retention ponds. So a lot of the water drains into that. So you are getting the runoff from the roads, right? All the oil and all the, the chemicals and all the things that are there. You're getting the runoff from uh, people's gardens and in, in people's yards where they're using Roundup and all the other things that are there. And so you have that big body body of water there that people would probably think, okay, I'm going to go purify that. But there are so many issues in that. There's another big body of water that I pass going to work. And when I think about all the nasty things that are in there, man, it just, it, it it just, you know, having to, having to use that would be very, very dangerous. And so having multiple ways of, uh, well, you need to have water storage. That's just the way that it goes, but multiple ways to filter water and uh, to purify it, I think is going to be very, very important. If you truly were in a grid down situation, two more little paragraphs here, ending Michael's comment, Please be aware that in areas of freezing weather, your micropore water filters will be destroyed if frozen while wet. Those micro cracks will be huge compared to the filters intended pores for filtering. Replace now if you're in doubt. Also, know that the filter folks test the number of gallons with clean city water. Pre-filter your water even with a t-shirt to protect those micropores from dirt and gunk. So a lot of information there from Michael, a lot of good information and being on the missionary field and applying some of those things that he's learned there and he's experienced into preparedness. I think there's a a really uh, easy carryover there to be able to bring that bring that here, because we're going to if there is a situation where things go south, well, you can apply those things. But you can even apply those things if we are in tough economic times. So I appreciate uh, Michael's comments here and just the, the, the time to be able to spend providing all that information. So I just want to leave you with a couple of thoughts and hopefully you're thinking about this. Because I think we're all, again, if, if you, like I mentioned in the article, if you are not feeling the pinch right now, then you are blessed. Right? if you if you're not feeling the pinch financially, you're you're in a good spot, but that doesn't mean that we're not all going to feel the pinch eventually. So what happens if your finances start feeling the pinch? what what is going to happen there? Uh, well, how are you going to respond? What can you do now to help mitigate the feeling, feeling that pinch right so if it's learning how to cook learning to have some really inexpensive but nutritious meals i think that's i mean there's guys there are so many resources online taking a little bit of time to you know to get online go to youtube and find some really great uh, recipes and then learn how to cook cook those uh those meals i think would be great i love that advice that someone in the exclusive email group said is like find three to five meals, learn to cook them really well, and then go from there. You can always tweak them and keep tweaking them and, and, and making them better. But make, you know, three to five things that you can cook from scratch. That would be good. And, you know, you could try them out on your family right now and see how they're going to like it. And then what changes can you make now to help to save more money? So whatever that might be to save more money so you have more money that you can depend on. You know, one of the things I I think is uh, you want to have, I know that I talk about this all the time, you want to have other ways to increase your income. I really do believe in having some kind of a side hustle. And I know, listen, I've had some rough weeks here at work where I've come home and I haven't wanted to do anything. So it's really just kind of, you know picking myself up off the off the chair to uh, be able to come into the office and do some work for the podcast and do work for the website and, and the different things that are out there putting together the saturday prep you know uh, friday night to sit down and to put the newsletter all together to be able to send out on saturday morning you know some of that stuff is just you know it sometimes it, it would be nicer not to have to do that you know, and just be able to just chill out. But I know I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it because I feel I'm supposed to. And it's, uh, you know, part of my calling in life that uh, I continue doing that. But what can you do to help bring in a little bit more money where you can save, you know, and so that you might be in that situation and uh, you might be in that situation right now where you're like, Todd, I'm trying to find ways to save money and to make more money. And I'm right there right now. Feeling the effects of all of this. So, we have seen prices going up everywhere. If this continues, many people will feel the pinch financially. Make sure you can weather the storm and provide for your family by taking charge now and making changes and decisions that will benefit you down the road. Right now, you might have options. Later on down the road, you might not have options. You might have to just take whatever you get. So I always like to have options and like to think ahead of time. Well, guys, that's it for episode 709. Like always, I'm going to link to this article in the show notes so you can go check it out and link to some of these other um, uh, links that I have uh, put inside this article so you can check it out. Hey, don't forget, uh, if you want to subscribe to the show, make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com, where we link to 8 to 12 articles every single day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 handpicked preparedness articles that you should read and you'll also get the Saturday prep every Saturday morning. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, and don't forget, be looking for a surprise this week, live with no regrets, and stay prepped and aware. Peace.